Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So, as you guys know, you can see we're getting into the nitty gritty. (laughs) We're talking about toxic Christian dating, and it is with the author, Landon, um, the author of the book, Detox Christian Dating. And we talk about a lot of different things in this, in this episode. Um, we talk about uh, things to do better in dating, things that we are all annoyed about in dating, um, and different ways to date more realistically as a Christian. So yeah, I think you guys will enjoy this episode. I surely did enjoy making it. Um, so yeah, uh, let's get into it. All righty. Hey, Landon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sonata. How are you doing? I'm also doing well. Thank you for asking. So when I have a new person on the podcast, I ask them a, a question similar to this. Um, what is something you believe to be true about God and why? Ooh. I believe he's a lot more compassionate than I think we commonly believe. And that's based off of Jesus and just the way that people uh, the, the, the way that the gospels describe Jesus. Um, I think that we think of God and Jesus as being sort of pitted against each other and God being this big menacing, like you know, kind of like hard to please dad. And I think that he's a lot more affectionate as like an old Testament than, uh, than it just being like a new Testament, old Testament thing. Uh, cause God, if you read the book, Cheris, which I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, by Preston Sprinkle, kind of goes through our graces in the Old Testament, but we oftentimes think of that mm. as being a New Testament thing, but in reality, it's a whole Bible thing. So that's just first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, sounds good to me. I think every Christian needs to know that God is compassionate. Um, the Trinity is compassionate. Um, so that is a beautiful thing. I love that. So um, can you tell the people who you are and why you're on the podcast? Yeah, my name is Landon Swain. Uh, I'm a youth ministry worker living in the New Jersey area, but I actually uh, work in Pennsylvania, uh, Bucks County, if you can see my hat. Um, and I, the reason I'm on the podcast is because I wrote a book on Christian dating culture called Detox Christian Dating. Uh, and it stems from my experience at a Christian college uh, and learning about people's actual experiences with dating uh, within the church and then finding out uh much larger than my individual college, how it was more of a like Christian culture problem as it was with a lot of weird motivations, weird pressures, weird policies and sayings that people were doing that were just making things really complicated uh, when dating is complicated in in and of itself. Like it's two imperfect people trying to make an imperfect thing work by an imperfect method. But then Christian dating has this whole extra layer to it where it's so much more complicated because people are really over-spiritualizing things and adding in a bunch of biblical lingo and all this stuff. And some of it is biblical and maybe just taken too far. Other things Mm. are just man-made and thrown in there and people act like it's spiritual when it's not. It might sound very biblical, but it's not. Uh, Mm -hmm. The book kind of just takes takes you through those different cultural elements and uh, tries to navigate through things and tries to get us to a healthier cultural place. Good stuff. Yes. So we're going to (laughs) be unpacking that today. Um, So what made you so passionate about uh, talking about the subject? 
mainly it was seeing people that I know get really hurt uh, by their dating experiences. Mm. Um, I remember seeing uh, when I put out initial surveys to kind of get people's feelings on it, I was surprised by some people that reached out and they were telling me these horror stories about like how somebody they found out was a pathological liar, how um, people mm. had really passed over them, people had uh, spiritually manipulated them. Uh, and it was just people felt very in the dust, like left uh, in the dust and ostracized because they weren't married by the time they graduated. Uh, and it was a, a lot of just pain. Um, and so seeing that really made me passionate about this the topic and wanted to get us to a better place because we see a lot of residual effects from, you know, the I kiss dating goodbye, purity culture movement. And not every element of that was bad, but the parts that were really bad really like stuck home with people and have like caused ripple effect ripple effects throughout uh, generations and so yeah just just seeing people get into weird situations most of it being pretty easily avoidable made me very passionate about it and it was the pandemic when i wrote the book so it was like it was just everyone has their pandemic project and that was mine so it just kind of like <laughs> I became really passionate about it because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> Very true. There was nothing else to do. Um, and that's when I, I think I started my podcast. No, that was after that. Never mind. Um, but you know, everybody had a podcast um, during the pandemic. Mm. Um, but second. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I guess like uh, tell the people a little more about the book. Like what are some of the chapters? Um Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so at first, I just told the story about how the book came to be, like kind of how I reached out to other colleges. Um, and then I go more into uh, sayings that people say, um, like, God told me that we should break up or God told me that you're my future spouse. And I kind of go from a biblical lens of how, like, okay, if you say that and it's not real. Like if God didn't actually tell you this, but you're saying that he said this by definition, you are a false prophet. And I don't think people realize like how big of a deal that mm. is. Um, and then mm. just kind of guiding people from there in, into more like take personal ownership of your decisions. Say, I want to go out with you or I want to break up with you instead of just shifting all the blame onto God because it's kind right. of manipulative. Uh, and it's also just like, it's the grown up thing to do. Um, and you're like, risking harming somebody's relationship with God. Cause it's like, why For does sure. God have a vendetta against me? Why does he want me to not be with somebody? Um, so I go through that saying, I go through a few others, like um, we can't date because I want to work in my relationship with God. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> ah, I've never uh, heard that. No one's ever said that this. to me, but it's like, uh, why would I you say that to it. a human being? <laughs> it like, something like, like the, the whole, like, um, I don't want to date anybody because I want to work in my relationship with God. And the, like, I prayed about it. Those have merit. Like I'm not debating. I'm not saying don't pray about it, but yeah. it's more how people have overused them and, and, or are honest within it. Um, right. so right. The, the whole, the whole, I can't date you thing. Cause I want to work in my relationship with God. Most of the time, oh, I shouldn't say most of the time. Oftentimes when I see someone say that they're dating somebody pretty soon after and so it's like yes, well i could do that yeah it's like i could have waited um two do you think that only people that are single 
can work in their relationship with the Lord. Right. What are you doing in marriage then? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you, you need to understand that like it, you don't have to be single for this. Like, it's fine if you want to be, but you don't have to be. Um, and people, you know, just there, there's a few other things with that, but like, if you dig deeper into the saying, it's like, well, the other thing is I've seen people say that and then no additional work in their relationship with God, no additional mm-hmm. time of prayer, no scripture, no fasting, no nothing. And it's like, well, if you, if you said it, do something, right? but people don't, they just use it as an excuse. And it is like actually affecting people's relationship with God. Cause it's like, you were willing to lie to get out of a relationship with me <laughs> instead of just being straight up. And you don't, you don't respect me enough to literally just be mm. like, I just don't like you. I don't see you in a romantic light like that. Or maybe even avoiding saying like the actual problems of like, you are annoying. You're a jerk. <laughs> Uh, something like that. And and like, I, I have a buddy who went on a date with a girl and she told him, I just don't have peace about this. And th- that could be true. Like, I'm not discrediting that. But then like, I was in the car with her months later and she was like, oh no, he's just really weird. And I was like, okay, well, which is it? Like, you don't have peace because he's weird or you'd have this like weird, like, it's like, you, it's keeps you up at night. Like now he has no idea that when he goes out on dates, He's doing something strange. She could right. have assisted him and been like, hey, like, I, I don't really want to go out with you anymore. And like, part, I just didn't connect with this. Like, I did feel like some of this stuff is weird. And that that's, I'm not like acting. And this isn't like a always like girls to guys thing. I know all the examples I've used so far, but girls to guys, mm-hmm. guys do this just as equally to girls. Um, but it's just the experiences that come to mind. Um, mm-hmm. But where was I going? Oh, um, <laughs> I do that all the time. That's uh, fine. We we're not setting people up for success oftentimes. And we're doing the stuff that I'm asking of like being really honest, not like just going out of, out of your way to say something mean, but like being honest and like taking ownership. That's hard, but we've been mm-hmm. kind of like pacified uh, in many ways. And and so just being like, oh, if you just like either ghost them or, you know, give a spiritual excuse instead of just taking, doing the hard work of being like, hey, like, I just don't, I'm not interested in you. And I've had to do it. It's hard, but I felt so much better in the end uh, because I was like, I I took ownership of this. And I know that I didn't blame God for whatever happened. I said, this is me. I'm doing this. Which just says how messed up I am, <laughs> but at least another person's relationship is an art. Um, a lot of Christians use Jesus as, you know, in, in many different facets of their lives to be avoidant <laughs> in mm-hmm. the world. So it's like, oh, that's fine. I'm uncomfortable being vulnerable. So Jesus is my husband. I don't need a man then. Uh, that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm uncomfortable being vulnerable. So I'm going to say that God told me that I shouldn't be dating right now, or God told me, or God's not giving me peace about something. So we do, a lot of Christians use it to be avoided and it is very brave to actually tell somebody, I don't like this about you. And I think in addition to that, if you don't, if you already don't like that person, why not let them know what you don't like or not, not even what you don't like, what's kind of putting you off. Um, so they can improve that for the next person that they actually can be with and would actually want to be with them. So they can be mindful of those things in future relationships. Yeah. 
and there's plenty of uh, a, a big pushback that I've gotten because I've been saying this is like people talking about like, oh, like I've had to maybe say this because whoever I was dating was like abusive. And I'm only talking about really ordinary situations of like, I, I can understand why somebody would say, hey, like, I just don't have peace about this. If they're like, I really don't think that the person would listen to anything else. I get that. I'm talking about mm-hmm. like the ordinary, it just doesn't work out type of deal. Um, cause people tend to think that I'm not making exceptions for the extremes and I definitely do. Um, mm-hmm. but even I, I was, have you ever watched the rehearsal? Have you seen that? It's, it's new. It's on HBO. Um, no. it's, a, it's really fascinating. It's like six episodes, but it's, uh, Nathan Fielder who did Nathan for you, which is the Hulu show. Um, it's really funny, but it's like super deep. And at one point he brings in uh, this woman who is practicing, basically, she's like in her 40s, she's a Christian, she's like practicing being a mom. So they bring in like actual children and they like <laughs> rehearse her being a mother. And it's really interesting. And it's like a <laughs> month-long experiment. Um, Whoa, that's a long she, time. Oh yeah, it's it's like the budget's gotta be insane. Um, and you're, you're like, you start to question like the ethics of the parents, like why are you letting your three-year-old be parent by someone else for... I don't know. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they, at one point she's dating this guy and he starts, like they kind of follow him around a little bit and he like is a professed believer, but is like, he's like smoking pot. He's like sleeping around or whatever. And then he's like yelling at his, his he does something to inconvenience his roommate. And then his roommate starts yelling at him. And then he just kind of writes him off as like, oh man, he's just got so many demons. And I was like, no, like you just used like a spiritual thing mm. and you just made that an excuse so that you could, you don't realize how maybe you're the problem mm-hmm. because you just think, oh, he has a demon because I believe in Jesus and he doesn't. And it was like, I, I'm watching it. I was like, this is, I, I wish people could watch it and realize that this is them Yes, because I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, this is crazy. Uh, and because t- I was like, no one can watch this and be like, this man is a sane individual. <laughs> he just <laughs> he looked in- entirely hypocritical. Um, and uh, that's not discrediting demons or whatever, but it was just like, come on, buddy. Like you, you did something wrong here and then you just don't want to take ownership. Literally. Yeah. Very avoidant. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. a good time. Um, yeah. So what, are, <laughs> what other things would you say has made uh, Christian dating toxic? I'd say a big one is just the cultural pressures, um, and that stems from idolizations of different things. So mm. um, marriage is very highly idolized within many parts of the church. And that's not to say that like marriage being held highly is bad or that church is holding marriage. Like marriage should be held in a very high regard. For sure. But when people make it so that every everything is basically all about marriage, everybody's got to get married. We don't let a single person in our church hear the end of it until they're <laughs> married. We're, we're doing a disservice to so many people and missing key parts of the scripture that point out Paul, John the Baptist, Jesus himself, and how if Jesus is the totally fulfilled life, if Jesus is the perfect human being and he was single, what does that say to us? Mm. Yes, he had his mission. Like, yes, like, He's going to get crucified. So there's that whole ordeal. But Paul, John the Baptist, we, we, if Jesus says, 
John the Baptist was the greatest man that ever lived and he's single, why <laughs> are we just saying, oh, everybody's got to get married? Mm. And it, there's biblical backing for, uh, like, it's not good for man to be alone, um, be fruitful, multiply. I'm not discrediting those things, but people have kind of taken them way beyond their context uh, and don't allow for like nuances within it. Um, so when everything is about marriage and and making kids, you are doing a great disservice to the person that gets married and then is unable to have kids mm. like from a medical standpoint. Um, you're doing a great disservice to the person who uh, has never been able to go on a date uh, due to like a medical condition. Mm. Uh, I, I know people that they are just driven to such deep despair because they they are desperately trying to get married and have kids because they're running out of time in a sense and it's just not happening it's like if god wants this so badly i feel like i'm failing him because it's not happening mm. and we're we're if we're only preaching that message to people we're doing a disservice and so that's making because because like marriage is like so prioritized people are just doing it earlier and there's a lot of cultural pressures to do it earlier because like couples that are getting married super young are kind of being platformed and that's not wrong. Like their marriage isn't wrong. I'm not saying that it's just people kind of put them on a pedestal of like, you got married when you were 22 and it's great for them, like super thrilled for them, but that's not going to be everybody's story. And when you like a, a common thing that I've heard is people will talk about the median age of marriage has risen by like six years since like the 1970s or something like that it's mm -hmm. it's over the course of time like, and that's a true statistic but they'll always put that in a negative light as in oh we're getting married later and that's yeah that wrong. is true like, that's bad yeah. and it's like well, well then your mind kind of goes to okay well i kind of want to be i want to like reduce that statistic i don't want to be that statistic i want to mm -hmm. be married before then and then you you see people getting married to somebody that they should not have gotten married to because they're told, oh, they just throw, kind of throw caution to the wind. These other people did it. And I, I, I mean, it, it should work out for me. There are people that are engaged or dating somebody that they just shouldn't be with. But they yeah. have put marriage on such a high pedestal that they won't let go of it enough to be able to just be without. Because they mm -hmm. think that this is what my life is and this is what I have. And this is what it's supposed to happen, but you don't have to get married young. You don't even have to get married. I'm not an anti-marriage, like I want to get married, but I'm not less because I'm not married. Right. Yeah. I think people are, I think a, a lot of the reason why people may dislike your platform is because it's scary <laughs> to think that they're not going to get married. So they say, oh, what the heck he, is he talking about? You're, you're not, you're not including the extremes of people. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. But they could they need to just be saying, like, I'm scared that I'm not going to get married. And and that's OK to feel that way. Yeah, there's a actually what's the last podcast I was on. I talked about a woman who said I was fear mongering because I brought up the statistical reality that not everybody gets married. And then she found me again and said, like, oh, you're just so negative. <laughs> and it's like, what what do you want? I, is she married? <laughs> this is. I don't know. I guess she's not. I don't okay. think she is. Mm -hmm. uh, but she just keeps like bringing up and it's like, do you want me to lie to people and say that, oh, everyone will get married when I right. can point to 
dozens and dozens of people that I know that have gone their entire lifetime unmarried. Mm-hmm. And, and then she's like, you don't have enough, like, I think she said one comment about like, I didn't have enough faith. And I was like, no, I have faith. That's why I'm like fine with the fact that I'm not married. Yeah. Like my life isn't less than because I'm not married. It's fine if you desire marriage. That's great. And you can like believe for it or whatever, but you're not promised it. No one is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a little tight. She she's been getting on my nerves. So. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like a, a a theology flaw for her. Um, yeah, so not, not my favorite interaction. Getting her word a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I think that that kind of made me think too. We are, I think, in, in the Christian community, we don't emphasize friendship enough. In general, you don't even hear oh, them yeah. talk about it. The importance of it, it at like. I think it should be talked about as well at, at marriage conferences as well. What kind of friends do you have in your life? What kind of people are holding you guys accountable, um, lifting up your marriage? Like, I feel like people use friendship as um, like a placeholder until they get a romantic relationship. They're like, oh, forget all this. I, I'm just, I found my man. I found my woman and I'm good now. Um, so that's also problematic. Oh, yeah. We, I, I have a... I have a tendency. I live in a house with um, three women, and okay. uh, it used to be four. And so it's just like a lot. Most of them are my age, but it's so nice to just be able to just have platonic friendships. Like yes. we just hang out, and it's like, oh, there doesn't have to be anything romantic going on here. It's just I exist as a man, you exist as a woman, <laughs> and that's fine. Right. <laughs> and a lot of my friends are are they're female, and and that's. Not to say that, like, oh, every girl I've ever known, I just want to be friends with them. Like, there's definitely been some that I'm like, yeah, I'd like something to go on here. But, mm-hmm. like, it's fine that I have I have friends that I text that I have no romantic interest in them at all. It's purely just you are somebody that I enjoy being around. Right. And would like, I'd want to, like, still get to know you. Mm-hmm. And we, and I'm reading um, First Samuel right now, and I, like, just got to the chapter on Jonathan and David's friendship. Oh, and I it's like, it. this is, so, it's so precious. And it's like, why, why don't we talk about that more? Why don't we talk mm-hmm. about how Jesus's inner circle of, of Peter, James and John, like he had good friends yeah, uh, and he had Mary Magdalene uh, and, and, and uh, Lydia or uh, Lydia, Linda, what is her name? That two <laughs> sisters. Oh, Martha. Oh, yeah, Martha, Martha, yeah. and um, Mary. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is Martha and Mary. But yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a different. It's a different. It's not Mary Magdalene. That's why I, I got confused. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, but like, yeah, yeah, like there's there's friendships throughout Scripture, and they're beautiful, and there's nothing romantic about it. It's just we are people, and right. we don't talk about that enough. You are one hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. And I think if I think with that understanding of the beauty of friendship, I think if we understood that more, people would not be ghosting and being so careless with people because they'd have people they care about in their lives of the opposite 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 sex that they wouldn't want that to happen to. So I think like I would not want this to happen to Mary. I would not want this to happen to Martha. So I'm going to be more mindful because this is someone's Mary. This is someone's Martha. And I'm going to do this in a more respectful way. Oh, yeah. If we were looking out for the interests of other people in our interactions more, like everything would go smoother. If we communicated in a way that was like, I'm going to look out for their best interests by communicating, by making intentions clear, by by communicating where I'm at with stuff, 
the one we'd be setting people up for success when if they actually get married because communication is so high i'm not married but like and people are like how on earth do you know these things like how how are you supposed to know and it's just it's just obvious like if you just have to communicate yeah Every married person i talk to is like yeah it's, it's a lot about communication right um, but if yeah if we just like learn how to look out for other people and communicate and and, and everything that we do we would be we'd be a, t- a tighter knit church honestly for sure i definitely agree so what do you feel like the like if you had to choose the top three chapters of the book if someone doesn't read anything else in the book what um which ones would you choose oh i would i definitely go with like the sayings um the, the kind of the over spiritualized sayings i would go with the pressures where going through um like everyone has to get married everybody has to have kids all that kind of stuff um and then i have a chapter that talks about and this one's just kind of, it's kind of niche to Christian colleges, mm. but it's so, it's so, I see it so much that it made me like really care about this. One. And this is the chapter that I thought I'd get the most crap on. Mm. I am pretty <laughs> adamantly against the like professional vacation, uh, not vacation, uh, professional engagement level photo shoot when you've been dating for like a month. <laughs> uh, that, that you kind of see amongst Christian couples. Cause I just like, this just makes everything so much more complicated. I've only seen that once, but I'm like, y'all are different. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you, you, did you go to a Christian college? I did. I, you only saw it once. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh man. Every, <laughs> like, like I, from the Christian college that I was at and then from having gone to like a, a different one and just being around another Christian college, Mm. it's insane and then like it's like the this is the one that like when i reach out to other friends they're like oh yeah i see it all the time and it's wow. great for photographers like no no slide on them but it's literally like <laughs> a couple of you're like didn't they just start dating and it looks like they're engaged right. and it's like like i like i i get like you you want to look cute and everything like that i think that like social media not to just like write social media off is like i feel like everyone just blames social media for everything but mm-hmm. like social media has definitely like influenced dating in a negative way where sometimes it really does come across like people are more interested in the aesthetic of a relationship or the aesthetic of a wedding rather than like the person that they're mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was a, a buddy of mine sent me a meme not that long ago that was like, uh, when a, when a girl starts posting her engagement photos, you know that their relationship is really rocky. Like if she has been like years and she starts like reposting old photos because <laughs> she's just like caught in this nostalgia of a moment. Mm. And I'm like, I hate to say it, but I've seen a, lo- a lot of relationships. <laughs> wow. That's I, crazy. I, I hope it's not like, I hope it's not like judgmental. I think it's just uh, observation. Cause I really, I, I don't care how long people date. I really just want people to thrive. Yeah, but I also care enough to like talk about, you know, like is this is this the wisest use of our time? Is this the wisest thing we could be doing? Going mm-hmm. out and taking an engagement level photo shoot when we probably have never even had our first fight. Right, right. Like, and I think, um, in addition to that, it kind of speaks to how a lot of Christians want to rush things. Like, I want to feel this love for as long as you know. It may be a short, li- short, um, 
short-lived experience, but I just, I have to feel this as much as I can. So I'm going to get the pictures. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. We're going to do this. We're going to travel here. We're going to do that. Even though you might know in the back of your mind, like I might actually not ever end up with this person, but I want to feel this so badly that like they rush through things. It definitely correlates to the ring by spring mentality. Um, uh, like, it, cause it's kind of like, well, I can basically see us engaged because I already have these pictures of it. Mm. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you go to a concert and you take a picture, like the classic, like, oh, you go to a sporting event and take a picture. I don't, I don't care if people take pictures. It's yeah. the, it's the, it's something about the like professional, like you go to the parkway and you're like in each other's arms, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like there's lavender for some reason and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> Running through um, fields. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like you would not you would not do any of these things any other time. Uh, but and it's like you just you like I know you just met, and so it's just like how could you be this deeply infatuated? Mm-hmm. And you know this person for you've known this person for two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and the the whole over spiritualized nature of like. Like really just, and I'm not against people praying for their spouse. They should. It's more the like, every person is kind of like, people think that like the second somebody walks in and they like make eye contact and they st- like, any interaction is indicating that this person's my future. And so they, they kind of make that a bet into that, like an investment into it mm. with the kind of giving them, kind of giving themselves away emotionally to somebody that it kind of hasn't earned it. Mm. Uh, like like you there's a level of there's like a a, an intimacy that's going on there relationally that i'm not sure is healthiest for people that aren't even engaged yet or haven't even really been in a relationship all that long yeah Uh, because i think that there's levels to it and that's not to say like oh i can never open up like my emotions to anybody that i'm not married to i'm not saying that that's stupid but like there's like levels to this right and it's and you know it's like what are you you're you're creating this image in your mind that somebody is your spouse before they actually are and i think mm-hmm. you're just asking yourself to get your hopes up yeah yeah i think guaranteed. i think girls do that way more than men do um you know imagine <laughs> the last name and <laughs> our children what will they look like uh guys so- do it a lot more subtly it's uh it, guys do it but just they're not as expressive <laughs> so what's it look like when a guy's doing it what's the subtle what's the subtle version uh, i'd say like i got no like me i got like i got like baby names written down which that's more just like just so i don't forget it but like dudes <laughs> will start like thinking about like you know like what would our what would our kids look like like does her last name does her first name sound good with my last name ah. um you know, like it's, it's not, it's not as like up there and it's definitely not every guy, but like, I, I think, I think people would actually be surprised about how much guys also look forward to being husbands. Mm. It's not just like girls looking forward to being wives. Like dudes, dudes also are very excited for their weddings. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely not every guy. So some dudes just don't care, but I, like, I definitely know dudes that are like, oh yeah, I can't wait to get married. <laughs> that's wonderful i hope i meet that guy um so you were also talking about some things that could be spiritual or that are spiritual but can be over spiritualized can you think of some of those things that 
yeah might be uh, the the number one thing that comes to mind is people saying the expression um uh when you are fully content in god then he will send you a spouse <laughs> don't even don't even let me get on the soapbox i'm gonna let you talk but then i'm gonna talk <laughs> uh yeah it, it's like one it, it's kind of an ego boost because it's mm. like everybody that says that already is married so it's like oh you reached yes. this magical point of contentment um two where is that in scripture where is that guarantee that we're going to get married and where is the thing that says when you're fully content then god will do anything third i know plenty of people that are not content and they are married so mm. what's going on and i know plenty of people that are content and they're single mm-hmm. and it's like if you were and I, I, as I say this, I'm not sure I, I fully agree with this, but I think there's like maybe truth in the sentiment. If you are fully content with your like singleness with God or whatever, why would you even need to get married? Exactly. And it, it like, and I think people, you know, people can change their minds. Like I, I think that um, I think Jackie Hill Perry has a big thing where she was like, no, nah, I was chilling. Like she was kind of content where she was. <laughs> Uh, but then she met Preston and, and mm-hmm. things just sort of changed over time. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that that's a good example of like, no, like I'm not, I'm not, I, like I, it's not guaranteed, but if I was content, why didn't I just stay that way? Like scripture right. speaks to how that's a good thing. If you could do it, Paul's adamant about that in first Corinthians seven. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm ready. I'm, I want to hear your soapbox. I just, yeah, it just makes me angry exactly what you just said Um, (laughs) because I'm so content. I literally love Jesus so much. And I know that the man that I marry or the man that I want to marry, um, I want him to love God way more than he could ever love me. Like, I don't want it to even be close. Like the Bible says, like, compared to your family, you should look like you hate them to how much you love God. That's what I want from my husband. So I love Jesus so much and I am content, but I also want a man. And sometimes I get sad yeah. about it and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's not, it's not wrong to desire and people kind of with rhetoric like that guilt people into thinking that like, Oh, like you shouldn't actually, you should just be fine with whatever. Right. And then it'll magically appear. Like, like mm-hmm. somehow you can like trick God into giving you what you want. Right. It's like, you're like, look at me. I'm content. Like side eye and God, yeah. like, come on, send them now. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of insulting actually. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're, you're literally, yeah. Like you said, trying to manipulate God into doing something you want him to do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are really good. So I know we were talking about, I feel like the whole time we've been talking about what people need to stop doing. <laughs> So what are some things that may be in your book or just in your brain that you would advise people to do um, in dating? I'd say one, just ask people out uh, that it, we don't overthink it. I think mm. that you can just try to go on a date because you part of Christian culture is people putting too much pressure on a first date. Like you have to figure out if this person is your future spouse first date. No, you're fine to just go get coffee and mm-hmm. get to know a person. And like, you don't have to be head over heels for the person in order for anything to, to come up with. Um, so I think that taking a lot of the pressure off of the first date is huge. Um, so that's, that's a good thing to do. I think uh, you 
just be patient. You prayerfully consider, you seek wise counsel. Uh, it's probably wise to keep the circle small on who you're telling that you're going on dates with. Like if you're if you mm. just started going out with somebody, you're on like maybe your second date. I recommend not telling the world because <laughs> that does create a pressure for that person. Uh, and it, it kind of like blows it up a little bit in your mind. Uh, you know, like I think that there's trusted people that probably need to know, but like not everybody needs to know. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Communicate. We already talked about that earlier. Like mm-hmm. really just communicate where you are. Like, hey, like I had a good time on our first date. I'm not sure that I know where I want this to end up with whatever, but I'm still open to maybe going on a second date and just getting to know you more with like a little bit more comfortability, uh, a little less nerves. Cause I know what you're like, cause first dates are intimidating. Uh, but you know, just like communicating that is like, wow, I know exactly where that person is at because they mm-hmm. told me. And it's mm-hmm. not like this whole guessing game of like, I don't know if they like the date or not. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea if they're interested in me or not because you know, you get kind of sideswiped when it's like, wow, we went on like five dates and you were like, oh, this is awesome. And then it turns out the whole time was like, well, no, I just, I just didn't, I wasn't really interested and I just didn't know what to tell you. Oh my it's like, gosh. It, like, like dates ain't cheap. Like, right. <laughs> Especially for you guys. Cheap for me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I ain't got the money to do it. But like, like <laughs> you were doing a service to somebody if you're not, if you know that you don't want to go on a date with a person, if you know that you're going into a first date and you already know, regardless, I'm saying no at the end of it, then it's like, why did you go on the date? You're, you're, you're doing the guy no service by pitying him and then having him waste money right. on something that was never going to go anywhere. You mm-hmm. might think that like, oh, it's giving him experience, but really it's just going to say, man, like they don't respect me enough to like care about me yeah and and care about like my my feelings enough to say hey like honestly i'm just not interested dudes and uh, anyone anyone in general because girls couldn't ask out guys and everything people need to get better at just taking a no and not expecting a whole explanation i think it's especially if you've been going out with somebody i think it's the kind thing to provide clarity on like hey like i just don't like you but like you go, you see a girl at a coffee shop, you walk up and you're like, Hey, like you're really cute. Like I'd love to take you out sometime. Can I get your number? She says, no, like it can be as simple as like, Oh, okay. Well, well thanks. Anyways, you walk <laughs> off and you go on with your day and yeah. it's, it's sad. I'm not taking away from that at all, but it's just like, she doesn't owe you anything. Right. And just because you got the courage to ask. Yeah, Those you can that, let that be your win. Like. The ask you you got yeah. enough courage to do that, and I know some guys are oh, yeah. mad at me <laughs> after never never talk to me again. Like I had like I did something I shouldn't have done when I told him like I'm not interested. Like that's not healthy, sir. It's not healthy that you're oh, acting yeah. like that. It's not, and and honestly, but it's I do encourage people to say yes more, just for the sake of just like you know, because I I think that. I one time when I was, I think it was a, I don't know, a junior in college, I saw a girl I'd never seen her before. So I was sitting with some buddies at a, at a place on campus, saw a girl across the way, thought she was beautiful, knew nothing about her, 
and just walked up and asked her out. And I was shaking the entire time. I stuttered a whole bunch. <laughs> Good for you. And, and, and I, I was like, I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Like, it, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. And she said yes, and we went on the first date. I didn't go anywhere, but like, you know, I, I talked to one of my friends afterwards who I actually ended up knowing her, and she was like, honestly, oh, swim like. She said, that's one of the rare times I've ever seen a dude do that. And that's not a brag on me, like, oh, I did something magical. But it's like, that's so sad. Like, we feel like we have to know the entirety of a person before we ask them out. Yeah. That's what dating's for, is figuring mm-hmm. out, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that by saying yes more, it does promote people just asking more people out. But alongside that, dudes need to get more comfortable with just, yeah, you may ask, but they don't owe you a yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the hard part too, because it's like where you have to choose the environment that that's going to work into, you know, like mm-hmm. if a guy comes up to me at the gas station, it's probably going to be enough. <laughs> um, and rarely is, is just like, I just feel like people with good theology aren't just walking around at gas stations, you know? So that's hard too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you gotta think about like, is the as a parking garage late at night the best time <laughs> right. to, to the chase back a girl of Publix? Now. Is this a safe place to be? Like, yeah, you're in the you're in the middle of like the busy walkway of campus, and you, you're, right. you're past somebody. That's that's a little bit more like that's understandable because right. there's other people around it, and, and that's part of looking up for another person. Is like how how would I feel if I was in their shoes and I was alone? with a person I don't know mm-hmm. in a dark area versus I'm they're approaching me in a place that's well surrounded mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, like approach it with like a, a calm voice and just like a very like small demeanor so that you're not like intimidating. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's there's like a a common sense methodology behind it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I think definitely at a Christian university just shoot your shot <laughs> shoot all your shots because once you're out of school it gets a lot harder and you have to look for <laughs> young adults groups and dating apps and it just gets so much harder so just shoot all your shots when <laughs> that, i've never heard a truer statement when i was <laughs> when i was in college i had a professor that said if you leave this university without being engaged married and known who you're going to marry you're making a mistake and I was like, man, that's so messed up because it creates so much pressure. That's anxiety provoking. Be- exactly. I still believe that, but I also get his point about how at a at, we were at a Christian college, so it's like there, there, there. That was my most options realistically I'm ever going to get. And I, mm-hmm. I went on dates, like I, I like went on a bunch of dates with people, but never actually like formally dated anybody. And now I moved to a new city. And I'll be honest, it's been kind of rough. The last day I sure. went on was back in October. Uh, great girl. Um, it just didn't go anywhere. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, this, this sucks. It's and dry it's out like, here. It, it's <laughs> it dry. is a desert. You're gonna, Sahara. You get you're in the dating app. And you're, like, there's this girl that like I've matched with before. And we like talked a little bit. And then she has a completely different profile. Like She has like two profiles. I'm like, I saw that. I've seen that before. And I'm like, man, come on, you're cute. And I know you're a Christian and you have a job. Those are all your requirements. She has a job. She's cute. She's a Christian. <laughs> that's a, that's You've got a job. They help. 
you know, like, like <laughs> un- unemployed, unemployed people and, and poor people deserve love. Like, this is another thing. This is a broke people love like to a, deserve love too. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that people say, especially like in sermon series and stuff. That it sound it might be good advice, but I think that there's some undertones to it that's like, mm. what do you mean by this? Uh, because like I, I've known people that are like, do not get engaged or get into a relationship unless you have blank amount of dollars in the bank solid mm. financial advice like that's that's not a bad movement but then it's like okay so then do you think that like poor people should never get married mm. like, do you think that an unemployed person should never get married like i ain't yeah. saying like you, i ain't saying you should like go out with a person that's just like has no ambition for go getting a job right in order and and in that they can get a job they're like finan- like physically able to get a job but they just don't ever like put any effort towards it mm-hmm. but like yeah like why are we saying like oh you're not worthy of this unless you're breaking in the big bucks <laughs> yeah i think I it know. definitely de- depends on how people you have to always include disclaimers because then people who yeah. don't have enough money are thinking like oh then i can't get engaged until i have enough money and then how much is enough money <laughs> so then people kind of get stuck in that that too oh, but yeah. i think you should have I think you should at least have ambitions, both people, because I'm a, I'm a counselor. So just even seeing people come to me and say, talk about their spouses that kind of just have no ambition to even communicate or stuff like Mm. that. You need to at least have ambition about something. Oh yeah. And oftentimes the way that people date will reflect how they're going to be in a marriage. Like probably not like it's not a total translation, uh, because you kind of settle in a little bit and then like life gets busier with kids and all that stuff. But, you know, like you're seeing how this person's going to be. So like, why are you surprised that they are not putting any effort towards getting to know your family in marriage when they didn't do that at all during when you were dating? Mm, yeah. It's like, you got to like, just be, that's why wise counsel is honestly like the biggest thing where it's like not the people that like, just have their own vendetta. It's just people that are going to be like soft to you, but honest with you about yes. like this, this is good. You're, you are being unreasonable. They are being dramatic, whatever. Like you need people that are third party people that know you and probably the other person. Well, that can say this is, this is healthy or this isn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is more, I think there's proverbs about like, an honest friend being more valuable than like gold. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds like something Proverbs would say. Sounds good. Um, to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like why, like it's worth so much to have for somebody sure. that's just like you're being an idiot right now. Right, for sure, and yeah, I think that's so important because we are all human, and we can we all lean towards the selfish side or uh, the side that's um, protecting ourselves. So to have people in our lives. You know, even though we don't always crave accountability to have those people, it's important because you're not always going to even want to hear the things that they're telling you. But you've put that in place, so you still have that opportunity. Um, and in in addition to what we we're talking about um, with the dating apps, I think another thing is like you're saying, um, if if they're not intentional about getting to know your family before, um, why would they be like that in in uh, marriage? And I think that's a hard thing with dating apps because. 
I feel like guys think of things differently too on dating apps too. Like y'all be like just straight chilling. Like, oh yeah, I'll talk to her today. Talk to her, talk to her tomorrow. But maybe, maybe I'll hit her up two days from now. And it's like, does this man even like me? But some, some men think like, oh, we're not dating yet. So I don't have to talk to her every day. And, and then some guys don't care. So it's like, how do, how do, how do girls even navigate this? You know, it's so hard. The, the dating app thing, I never did it until I moved up here because I mm-hmm. was like, man, I, like, I, I go to church 30 minutes away. Like, I don't live in a big city. Uh, I'm in a very, like, unchurched area. So mm. I was like, man, I got I to gotta find something somewhere. <laughs> and it's been like, it's like, I almost went on a date not that long ago. Okay. And then the person was like, um, like, we had said it and everything. And then she was like, I don't want to do long distance. And it was like. 45 minutes is inconvenient. It is not long distance. <laughs> I was like, Honestly, I consider I like, that long distance, but I, I hear what you're saying. I, hear what you're saying. <laughs> I literally tell people more than anything, more than 30 minutes is long distance to me. Gas <laughs> uh, being the way that it is right now, I'm like, yeah, you got a point. But I was like, I was like, we couldn't even like go on the first date to try to figure it out. Like, yeah. And, and so, and I think there's a lot of people on dating. There's a lot of profiles. It's like, I don't think you're on this app. Right. We're not connecting. I don't think you physically get on the profile. Right. If you don't, they should have something in place. I, I hope that they do where it's like, okay, if you are realistically, you're not touching this thing within 30 days. We're just going to delete your account because it's just like, <laughs> that would be people nice. that I'm, I'm sitting in roses to people that I'm like, you're never going to see this. <laughs> well, if you, if you update your hinge account, um, yeah, there's, um, it tells you active today or active now. Um, I don't think it tells you anything after, anything past that though. So, and once yeah. you match with them, it doesn't tell you anything else. So you don't even know if they were active oh, yeah. or, or not anymore. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a travesty. Somebody in the middle. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> those things, things are brutal. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, I want to leave it up to the Lord, and I'm just like, as I've gotten older, I'm just like, maybe it's just not for me. You know, maybe I just need to focus my. <laughs> thoughts on other things um yeah but yeah so um my my job does a bunch of like we fundraise money for like missions and everything Mm. and uh i'm since i have like the the platform with the book i'm kind of like maybe i should do a singles mixer uh as like and the money would go like benefit the the nonprofit i work for but like man like (laughs) we gotta meet people somehow the dating app is not working and a lot uh, of Christians wait. have been doing that more lately too. I, I had two other people. You know? Do you know if you know you know dating? Yes, I met I met her. In oh, person. cool. Uh, and I was in San Diego for like a random business trip, and she was at, like she's from there, and so cool. I got to go to one of her mixers. She's so nice. Dope. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. People's. And then there's another in New York. Another one in New York. Um. So yeah, I think oh. that's honestly how the modern day Christian is finding <laughs> finding people. Yeah. And I'd rather that yeah. way than dating apps, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 like the temptation within me to just uproot and move to like Nashville or Texas <laughs> just because there's such an abundance of right. Christians there. Yeah, because I I I don't I don't know a single person that's like yeah I prefer the dating apps instead of meeting people in person. That's like I would give me someone cute Christian <laughs> and has a job. Has, has a personality and a job and I will be set for life. Right. Uh, but I, it's so hard to like, cause it, like half the people, the, 
this one, a guy gave me a bunch of crap for this not that long ago because I made a TikTok about it. But, like, I hate how on dating apps there's – I don't know how guys are, but girls, some girls, every other answer is just about tequila. And it's like, <laughs> is there a problem? Like, like I'm not even like, a, oh, I'm making fun of alcoholism. Is there an issue? Because <laughs> right. every answer is about alcohol. What? And it's like, why? I've never, uh, I haven't experienced that. But I love I, I, I love hearing from guys and your experience about it too. So like I love it because I feel like guys suffer in silence so much. Like you guys are are going through it too, but you never hear guys talk about it. It's brutal. I need what I need to do is I need to mute my account and then flip it to say that I'm interested in guys and then just see what what like the guys that are on there are doing. Because I because I don't know I don't know. Maybe one of my housemates is on one of those dating apps. I need to just like scroll on her thing and see what the dudes are doing. Cause I'm like, because they're complaining too about stuff. I I'm know. Like, what, what, what is, what is it? Are it the same problem or is it different sides of it? And I, I don't can, know. I can only imagine. Yeah. But I, I, I really do hope that Christians are going to keep so many, it's going to be so many mixers everywhere, maybe in every city. And then that's how so many Christians are finding people because it needs to be, yes, it needs to be in person. Um, but yeah, all the, all the things, there's so many things we could, we could literally do this once a month. <laughs> like we could oh, sit yeah. here and talk about this once a month. Um, it never ends. <laughs> right. So let's try to, let's try to end it with some, some uh, optimism or you know something so what's something you think a christian person who's in the dating world would probably need to hear right now if you are not married but even if you are married our core commissioning is for discipleship and that can take place regardless of whether you are single dating engaged or married mm. uh, regardless of whether you have kids regardless of whether you want kids foster care, adoption, whatever, we are built for community, one, and that doesn't just entail a spouse. Right. Uh, and we're built for discipleship, and that can take place across so many fields, uh, across so many demographic things. Uh, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of relationship that needs to go on between the older generations, like I'm talking like people that are in their like 60s, 70s, and the younger generation, because there's yes. so much we can learn and mm -hmm. so much that they are, they want to pour out into us. Uh, and that, that honestly is like a big convicting point for me because my church is very, um, very older generation. And I don't know most of them. Um, and I really, I want to make the intentional effort of like getting to know the older people in my church mm. uh, because it's like, I, I got time and they would definitely love to just in like, pour out wisdom onto me yeah i love that i love that idea and i'm sure you guys are thinking so you're gonna tell me <laughs> i'm trying to date right now you're telling me to focus on jesus and discipleship <laughs> but guys literally like there's so much joy and uh just beauty and just seeking christ like i was reading my word yesterday morning i just felt like so great like i haven't felt that way in a while just like spending time with jesus and allowing him to just you know lavish me with his love so <sighs> I know some people may be thinking like, oh, well, I haven't gotten there yet. Keep pressing in. The Lord will show himself to you and it'll be better than any romantic relationship that you'll ever, you could ever experience because we have to also remember that we are still humans. We're flawed. You're going to be married a flawed person like you talked about earlier and also a flawed marriage. 
So there's no other relationship that is going to have more perfection in it than your relationship with Christ. Um, so, so lean into that. The Lord is compassionate, like Landon said, and he is patient with you. You are the apple of his eye. He loves to spend time with you. Um, all the things you're looking for in a romantic relationship can be found in Christ. Um, so yes, I, I don't know if you guys wanted to hear that, but it's what you needed to hear. And that's what we talked about accountability. <laughs> Yeah, regardless um, of whether you are regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not, invest in community. Definitely. Because that that is because people should not just have their spouses be their only friend. Definitely. It's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um so tell the people where they can find the book and where they can find you. Uh you could follow you could find me uh on social media on TikTok and Instagram at Detox Christian Dating, and that is also the name of the book, which is available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback formats. Um, there's a slim chance that I might end up changing the name uh, of all my social media stuff because I'm, I'm, I'm planning on releasing future books. Um, and so they won't be called Detox Christian Dating. So right. <laughs> I might change the name. But regardless, you can find me, Landon Swain, um, and you can, fig- you can figure it out. Okay. Uh, you're, you're smart. I trust you can figure it out. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, they are. They are smart. Um, awesome, awesome. So, as you guys know, you can follow the Parallel at the Parallel Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube at the Parallel Pod. Um, and yeah, thank you again, Landon, for coming on the podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I love talking about it. And you're such a good host. So thank thank you, so much. you. I appreciate that. So, as you guys know, remember to always speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll be talking to you guys next week. Bye.